I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Guys, what's up? Oh, wow. I thought I couldn't get any cringier. I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Matthew Donald. There you can find bonus content for mostly Paleo Bites, this show. A little bonus content for my other podcast, The Ritwit, if that's still going on. Who knows at this point? For the Paleo Bites bonus content, we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. And this month, we're talking about nobody's favorite Pixar movie, The Good Dinosaur. Uh, more like The Mediocre Dinosaur. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Got him. So we discuss that, we rate it, fun stuff. Sorry if you're a fan of that movie, because we're not very nice to it. But, you know, hey, opinions, they're a wonderful thing. If we all viewed art the same way, the world would be a very boring place. And I say that as someone who genuinely likes the movie 10,000 BC, a movie that has 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. So really, like whatever you like. <laughs> so, link is in the description, where you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support, and have a wonderful day. Yay, yay. Lore. Growl, snarl, bellow. Welcome to Paleo Bites, the podcast with a giant gaping fenestre in our cranial cavities. Sounds about right. Yeah, cranial cavities. My apologies. There's a giant <laughs> fenestre in there. I don't know what's going on. My name is Matthew Donald, and each week I'm a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I am joined. My classic guest co-host, one of the first guest co-hosts I've ever had. In fact, we're recording in the building where we recorded our very first, the very first episode of Pay the Bites in general. Yes, yes. It's Stephen Currow. How are you? I'm uh, I'm great. Pleasure to be here. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're great. Yes, and it's a pleasure to be back in yes. the Old Town Library in yes. Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah, yes, exactly. A bit far. It was an hour and a half drive, but it's worth it in the name of dinosaurs. Yes. And, and also Taco Joe. It's worth it for Taco Joe. There you go. Perfect. I got some before on the way, on the way up here. Uh, <laughs> so Everybody good. wins. Tex-Mex. Love it. <laughs> oh, I actually did some... <laughs> I'm immediately going to tank. <laughs> my, my friend and I were, we were talking about this. We, like, are, we, we asked, Is bre- are breakfast burritos Mexican? And then they're New Mexican. So that's the first... The, the, the term was coined in like the 70s in a New Mexican diner. Oh, uh, really? It's a thing called fusion, anyways. Like it's like it's like a it's like you know eggs and and you know, like sausage and other American breakfast things, but wrapped in a tortilla. You know. Ah, uh, so that's where that came from. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I really want one. Yeah, no, it's good. I didn't have lunch today, so I'm really. Oh uh, well, I apologize. I'll try not to talk about food too much. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like to talk more about food, <laughs> like so, 
uh, it's just interesting, like, you know, because I, I, I'm trying to learn as best as I can. Like, you know, people talk about, like, appropriation and, like, you know, how you should, you know, try to appropriate, especially if you don't understand what's going on. But I wonder why food is an exception. Things because we can all relate to food. Yeah, yeah I guess that's you true. Not all of us can relate to, like, dreadlocks. Or if, like, it's, if it's the intention of, if it's something that's, like, really, really cultural. Like, if you took bread and wine that people use for communion and yeah. you started, like, you know, that's a very spiritual thing. You start, you turn that into, like, a fun dining meal that's going to annoy you. You know, actually, uh, in my, when I when I was younger, I went more to church with my family because I grew up more, slightly more religious than I am now. Yeah. And uh, at the communion, the Methodist church I went at, they, uh, during communion, they dipped the bread in the uh, grape juice. And that was so good, I would consider doing that for a party. <laughs> just having but, a big vat of grape juice and dip some bread and just, mmm, body and blood of Christ. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you come from a Christian background, though. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, yeah. So. But, I mean, like, you know, I make um, oyaku, um, uh, porridge. It's a Japanese rice porridge. Yeah. I am not Japanese, but yeah. hey, they make good porridge and I want it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I guess like to say like, oh, you're a master of this kind of cooking. If it's not the kind of cooking from a place that you're from, right. you're not a master. I mean, you could be a, you could be really good at it, but you, you're not like the original sort of thing. But anyways, it's like, what, sort of like we're going into like, What's Australian cooking? I guess it's just kangaroo meat. They have, they do eat kangaroos there. Here it's a very dry meat. I want to say shrimp. No. <laughs> shrimp. I know they have a lot of cattle. They have steak and stuff. That's true. Well, like, that's not from Australia. I don't know yeah. what, like, the... Um, yeah, I mean, don't just think about Outback Steakhouse. I don't know what the um, the indigenous peoples there traditionally uh, eat, honestly. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. Yeah. Well, they had some really cool stuff there. I mean... Also, dingoes even predate the Aboriginal. I looked this up. Well, they were pre- they're around the same time, but they were not like brought in by the Aboriginals. They came there on their own, I think, somehow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought people brought them. I, I, I'm fairly certain. I don't remember. For, I, I, I think they were brought in. They, they came in on their own. They're definitely, you know, like a wild dog. They're not even. They're not feral. Considered feral in any way anymore. So we'll uh, verify at some point. <laughs> yes. Sir. I, again, I just know. I know that I come from a place of ignorance. Like, I try not to. <laughs> do that, but but in, in terms of a dog-like creature that definitely was native, and yes, was. I mean, I guess that's true of anything that we talk about in this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thylacine, also known as the Tasmanian tiger, or um, specifically speaking, thylacinus, 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 thylacinus. Sort of like how, like you know, the mammoth is technically mammothus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of animals are like that. They just add us on the end. Or humanus. Or they took a word with us and decided, let's just have that and take the us off. Well, know. it's like that one. Did you ever see Captain in the Game Master? That 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 was like that Nintendo sponsored cartoon show. It was terrible in no. the eighties. They had Kid Icarus as one of the characters in it, and he always had Icus at the end of everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is really bad, Icus. <laughs> like, that's that's terrible. Oh, it's the eighties. You know, where like everyone had a dumb uh. like. Gimmick or catchphrase. I only know Kid Icarus uh, from, or, um, from uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. So like how in Super Smash Brothers there's all those anime people. <laughs> like, like who are, where are these people from? Who the hell is Shulk? <laughs> like, like, do, you, do you know who Shulk was before Super Smash Brothers? Shulk? Yeah, I don't even know who it is now, honestly. Nah, I don't know that one. Either. Yeah, he's like an anime boy with a sword. <laughs> like, weeb crap. <laughs> anyway, so, so Thylacinius, uh, type is a 
Deus, oh god, Deuseromorphian, the order of marsupials comprising most of its carnivorous species, such as the quolls, dunarts, numbats, and the Tasmanian devils. Mm-hmm. Size 3.1 to 4.5 feet, chest 1 to 1.3 meters long, 30 to 66 pounds, or 14 to 30 kilograms. Uh, diet carnivore. Uh, time, late Pleistocene to late Holocene, 2 million years ago to, and this is a first for the show, Sunday, September 6th, 1936. Wow. When Benjamin, the last Captothylocene, died in the Hobart Zoo in Tasmania, Australia. Oh, the poor thing. There have been unconfirmed sightings in the decades since in the wild, so there's a teeny tiny chance it might actually still be alive or it may have died in the 80s, mm. but it's so teeny tiny that's still officially declared extinct, so it qualifies for paleobites. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, though. location, Australia. It used to be in the mainland, but for a bit, but even before people came, it was reduced to Tasmania, the mm-hmm. island down there. Uh, described in 1808, pop culture appearances, the TV documentaries, Australia's Improbable Animals, Stranger Than Nature, Animal X, and Extinct or Alive. Ooh. Apparently, it's uh, in the background of some museums and the car- episodes of the cartoon shows, Batman the Animated Series, and Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Huh. Um... The video game Zoo Tycoon, Extinct Animals, and Wild Thornberry's Animal Adventures. <laughs> that show. And quite a few others. Uh, so, here's how I'm going to start the, the body of this. Humans suck. <laughs> humans destroy things. Humans destroy each other, and humans destroy the world. We're very, very we're a messed up species. we got so many examples of this if you want to learn more, like wars, politics... All social media and fan reactions to stuff like the all-female Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> I actually like that movie. I've heard it was pretty good, but the, the way some people like... <laughs> oh, it's just like 10,000 BC. Don't listen to the critics. Yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. I, I never saw the movie, but I heard that they don't, they don't just do, like, proton packs. They also have other gadgets, right? Like, too, they have other stuff. That's yeah, cool. It's fun. Like, Ghostbusters Afterlife just looks like, hey, you like the first one? Here it is again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, do you ever see Ghostbusters Afterlife? I saw, I didn't see the new, the yeah, most like, recent Afterlife one, no. Ivan Reitman did just die recently, but his son directed that, uh, that new one, Jason Reitman, because he's also a director, so. Hmm. Anyways, Hollywood nepotism. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> well, another example of this, though, the extinction of this wonderful marsupial called Thylacinius, or commonly known as the Thylacine or the Tasmanian Tiger. Now, to be fair, it already got extinct from the Australian mainland before, okay, not the Aborigines, before the British settled there, let me specify. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but it, its range reduced only to the island of Tasmania, so we can't blame colonialism for that particular problem, at least. Mm, okay. uh, that's one point for you, English colonialism. What's your tally at? Negative two billion? Like, anyways, before we get to how <laughs> this creature ended, let's go with how it began. Uh, Thylacinius first appeared around two million years ago, having evolved from the main carnivorous group of mammals. It appears very dog-like. In fact, almost disturbingly so. And this is a great example of what's known as conversion evolution. The book that I have here, uh, the Princeton Field Guide to Prehistoric mm-hmm. Mammals, actually calls it a Tasmanian wolf. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Tasmanian tiger. Yeah, this, I think it's only called that because it has stripes. It's yellow. It was yellow and striped like a tiger. Yeah, but yeah, but it does have a dog face. It doesn't have a like, yeah, 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 so it's, yeah. Um, but uh, like kangaroos, the tail smoothly extended from the body, rather than like just having like you know where the rump is and then the tail coming out there. It was just like like a dinosaur tail. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. And also like kangaroos, it can perform a bipedal hop, huh. potentially for pouncing on prey or reacting when alarmed. Another odd physical feature is its jaws, which were rather weak compared to dog jaws. But its main prey were birds, particularly emus, the Tasmanian native hen, and their hollow bones. Again, the reason why dinosaurs were so lightweight for their size made them much more suitable prey for those more 
moderate bite force. Wow. So the main weird thing about this jaw, though, is they can open them up to about like 80 degrees, mm-hmm. like which is I've, the widest of any no mammal and rivaling that of snakes. <laughs> I've seen videos of it. It's weird. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's wider than a hippo, yeah? Yeah, it's, it is wider. It's wider than any no mammal. Yeah. That's insane. Because, <laughs> like, unlike... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Any other prehistoric animal on the show, there's video footage of this thing. You can find it on YouTube. Uh-huh. Um, and I was showing this, because originally I was going to do this episode with friend of the show, Lexi, because her brother, uh, well, no, her your sister, her brother, her sister and her brother-in-law, live in Australia because her brother-in-law is Australian and they moved there uh, so I thought she might want to talk about it and I showed the video and then, and then when, they, when the when the thylacine started yawning she was like nope <laughs> <laughs> too weird huh <laughs> she was like that's freaky <laughs> I'm like fair enough that's hilarious <laughs> so no I've always I've always been fascinated by the thylacines because yeah. you know they they um they're just such a really bizarre. I say this about everything. They're they're a bizarre animal. Yeah. They're so uncannily like a canine. They were probably intelligent to a point. Yeah. And you know we had them until recently. Yeah. Again, there's video footage of this thing. Hmm. Like, in fact, like you know when I have like the picture of the creature on the side of this episode, I might have the picture here be a photograph of it. Like, right. I think right. that'd be something else. So, uh, in fact, in the book they have a little sketch. And they have pictures of the last living yeah, thylacines. One of them is Ben. There's two in here. Yeah, so Benjamin. one of them is Benjamin. I don't know who the other one is. And I feel bad for them because this was like a, a 1930s zoo, man. Ugh. Yeah, it's all just concrete. <laughs> and like, they just dumps meat in there and then right up the poo sometimes. You see videos of the enclosure. It's not like what you would see at the Denver Zoo today. Yeah. Like, mm. like zoos, like... Like some people are still against zoos. They're definitely a lot better now than they used to be, especially when they can, when they're used for conservation and trying to use you know, rehabilitation programs. And now the animals are pretty happy. I think. I mean, I don't know. They could be bored, but I guess that's why we give them toys and other stuff. But uh, yeah. but they don't have predators. They don't have to die from predators. So zoos have come a long way. And yes. I mean, while there is a lot of negative um, press around them, they do help invigorate kids. Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean to say is they invigorate a sense of nature within children. Yes, exactly. So, it's much better than someone like SeaWorld, like they did with the orcas. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, but no, zoos have gotten a lot better, though, and so I feel kind of bad for these. Like, I wonder if we had found them now, would they have, I guess we would have focused more on, 
on um, you know making them survive more rather than back then they'd be like oh come on come on look at this weird creature <laughs> right right step right up to see the last living yeah last living thing what click prod it with a cattle prod <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> watches it opens its wide mouth in so, agony so I, mean, <laughs> so I guess you know humans aren't quite so terrible if we're slowly living we've, from we've our mistakes we're slowly getting better ever so slowly uh, not as fast as I'd like but uh, I'd like to think that like the reason why they keep saying like, oh, if we don't do something about climate change in 10 years, it's past the point of no return. And like some people are like, oh, but we said that 20 years ago. And I'm like, maybe we're slowly getting better or postponing it. Maybe? <laughs> like, I like that. Because we are slowly getting great. If you look at like New York City pictures of it in the 70s versus now. Oh, it's all. Oh my God, it's so much better. Like, <laughs> was it the St. Louis, I think? Yeah. Like the river used was like brown. Yeah. And it was awful. It was sludge. Yeah, and, and didn't it catch fire? Yes. Well, yeah, because like, it was fire. so polluted. But the water caught on fire. They have cleaned it up. Yeah. I mean, in New York, again with New York, they cleaned up the, the water and uh, the mm. waters around there to the point where whales are starting to come back. And the Hudson? Yeah. That's cool. It's awesome. Like, and the, you know, the Hudson River was like that part. Yeah, that's so Yeah, yeah. Because, that's really cool. So, I mean, you know. Well, during, like, well, one thing that made me feel really good about, like, if we got our act together, like, during the first few months of quarantine, when we, we start, stopped moving around and we were really isolated where we were, man, nature came back fast. Uh-huh. Dolphins were swimming in Venice. Like, like. <laughs> it's amazing. All this, I, was, I always thought it would take so long for it to recover, but no, bam. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, we just, They're like, finally, we can't, we have breathing room. <laughs> and they're like, wait, no, nope, nope. <laughs> like, But, uh, you know, so, like, so the Tasmanian tiger slash wolf is a bad moment in human history yeah but i mean That's it's, in, it's encouraging to see that we can learn from these mistakes exactly like here's here's the sad part is like when we talk about why us dirty filthy humans made this thing extinct so when humans first settled in tasmania their sheep were reportedly attacked by thylacines which made these settlers put bounties on hunting and killing them the europeans also brought their own dogs which went wild and went feral which competed with thylacines to their similar ecological niche and since they had stronger jaws they could you know, kill more prey than they could, and like, but they also that doesn't mean that they, oh, they only they left the weak jawed ones to the thylacines. No, they still eat those too. <laughs> so, uh, and also cleared out their habitat for colonies and wiped out its main prey. And this combined with diseases brought over as well uh, severely reduced the thylacine population until the last one in the wild was killed in 1930 by a farmer. <sighs> um, captive populations lived on for another few years, but the last one, a male named Benjamin, died in 1936, and the zoo was unable to find a replacement. Uh... Despite this, the thylacine actually remained a status of endangered until the 1980s, since uh, international standards state that an animal can't be declared extinct until 50 years have passed without a confirmed record. Oh, wow. So, un- unconfirmed sightings have been reported in the decades since, and the potential survival of this species is a common topic in cryptozoological culture. Uh-huh. Uh, alas, nothing is proven, and if the species is still considered extinct, if it were to be alive, its population would be severely limited, unless it's only a matter of time before it goes extinct anyway. Uh, <laughs> unless we manage to find one and breed you know, them. But even then, we'd be really inbred if we bred, like... I mean, maybe maybe at that point, we could... Uh, on rare occasions, they will exhume an entire uh, population of an animal, if it's really small, uh-huh. and put it in a preserve or something. So, you know, maybe we yeah. could relocate them. Uh, there, there's a teeny, teeny, tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny chance there's still one out there, but it's looking increasingly unlikely. There's always the chance, you yeah. Know, but it's not so big of a chance. Um, more likely than it being alive now is that it lived until like the '70s or '60s or something, and then it went extinct without us knowing about it. Right, right. So, 
Uh, usually the show is funny, though, so let's end with a joke. Uh, have you have you seen a thylacine? That's uh, more of a rhyme than a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have seen a thylacine. I feel like we can make a, a nursery rhyme out of this. <laughs> this is also a nursery rhyme and also a sign of encouragement. Go out in the woods. Have you seen a thylacine? <laughs> no, you have not. Have you seen a thylacine? <laughs> no, you have not. Have you seen a thousand? Yes, I have. <gasps> Where? Over there. Right there. There you go. You got right it. there. Let's go. <laughs> we need to get Natasha to illustrate it. You've got yourself a children's book. <laughs> have you seen a thousand? <laughs> No one steal that. My parents are always bugging me, like, man, you should write a children's book. I'm like, that is just for young adults. They're like, you should write a children's book. I'm like, fine. <laughs> All right. So I'm writing, have you seen a thylacine? There <laughs> you go. Perfect. I bet you I bet you could write a good middle grade novel. Yeah, no, I thought that too. I, I've gone back and forth with whether Megazoga's middle grade or young adult. Apparently it's written like young adult, but the subject matter is more middle grade. It's more young adult. The, 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 it's written like young adult. Oh. The subject, like the whole thing of dinosaurs. Oh, I thought, you said it, I thought you said it backwards. Yeah, head. it's no. written like a young adult book, but its subject matter is more middle grade as well. Mm. Although, I don't know, I think young adults can handle it fine. I think pl- I think plenty of young adults would get would uh, get a kick out of it. Yeah, sure. I think so too, but also middle grade too, if you want, if you can read something that big. Uh, but let's rate Phylocene. I want a 65 million and give it a salute, I guess, for yes. <laughs> Fifty million at least, like fifty-five million. This is just a cool, crazy. I can make video footage of it. I would agree, fifty-five mil. Yeah, like, okay, I don't. I said I don't want to do multiples of five. Fifty-six mil. I'm thinking for me. You can keep yours at fifty-five if you want. <laughs> so I can, no one's anyone's writing this down. <laughs> I kind of want to put it at sixty mil just because I feel bad for it. Yeah, like, okay. For what we've done to me. You know how some people, have, some you know, there's the whole white guilt thing. I feel like I have human guilt. Oh, I have that. a lot. Of, oh, I have so much human guilt. My <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh. That's it for this week. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact us at mattsd at mattsdongcreator.com for any questions to either co-host. Let us know if you have seen a thylacine. And if you have, please, God, save it. Yes, save it. <laughs> what if we find one and then we, we can't find another? Or what if we find one and then we find another one and they're both males? You know, they do have specimens of thylacines, like, preserved. And there has been talk of cloning them. Jurassic Park, this is where you should be. There you go. Look, stop trying to bring those stupid mammoths back. Mammoths, they had their shot. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> the world is not fit for mammoths anymore. Thylacines, though. Like, I don't know. Oh, I guess if we did bring it back. Well, well, there's still dogs and other stuff there. It's not like we'd really be in the wild again. Unless they're like national parks, so I guess we would now. So. There are national parks in Tasmania. Yeah, okay, well, never mind. Okay, there we go. Bring it back, put it in there. There you <laughs> so, go. All right. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Matthew Career on Facebook, at Matthew 64 on Twitter, and Matthew 64 on Instagram. I have a book series on Amazon, Megazog, available for printing Kindle. If you buy enough sales of it, I will write, have you seen the thylacine? There you <laughs> go. Or you can let me know if it's young adult or middle grade. I don't know. It's one of the reasons why it's been difficult to get to publishers. I think it's like, I don't even know what it is. It's, it's, it's my book. It's 110% my book. Yeah, sometimes sometimes really good books don't have, they don't have, they don't fit in a box. Yeah, they break boundaries, which I guess publishers hate. They like things to fit in a narrow box of marketability. Exactly. Anyways, what about you? What are you, Rich? So, <laughs> written. Sorry, this isn't a written. That's my other show, which I'll talk about in a sec. <laughs> I have written multiple short stories uh, and poems. You can find them in The Fifth Die, Sci-Fi Quest, Daily Science Fiction, a few others. 
Um, my novelette, The Spark, is also available through Here with the Publishing. Yes. You can find that and more at my website, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-C-C-U-R-R-O.com. Steven Seacrow. Yay! I did it without getting tongue tied. Yay! Cool. Good job. Good stuff. And like I said, I have a podcast called The Rit Wits, where two twins talk about writing. Go listen to it, guys. I love that show. It's really funny, yeah. and especially if you want to be a writer. Yeah, it's good stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week. See if you never rip a sort of paleo bites. The next episode will be more funny. Yeah, have you seen the fallacy? <laughs> Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.